cartoon commentary is not intended for children. Tom, Keith, and Corey are usually wrong, and anything they say can and probably will offend you. Apologies in advance. Commence the podcast. Cartoon commentary. So, we're recording. On fleek. Yep. <laughs> as the children the say. Fuck? Yeah. Yeah, that, that is that that's, that's been done. That's been that's been over with for a long time, hasn't it? On yeah, you're so old, Keith. It back up. Yeah. I know. You know what? We should Way just go, go back boomer. to let's go back to saying that's so hot. <laughs> what is she in her forties now, that one? I don't know. Does, does it matter? Paris Hilton, right? She used to do that. That's so hot, yeah, right? She, she tried oh. to like copyright or trademark that. Mm. For, like, I'm sorry, but like, you're not the first person that burned your finger on something. So <laughs> you don't get to trademark the phrase, that's so hot. <laughs> I get that you're using it in a different context, but it's you're trademarking it, which. I feel like if you're trademarking a phrase, you can't trademark a phrase with like contextual conditions, right? Mm. Like you can't be like, oh, well, no, it's that's so hot figuratively. Whereas this person trademarked it, that's so hot literally. Like, no, no, I'm sorry. Then this is why she lost is because they were just like, no, I'm pretty sure a caveman said that. So go be rich. Go be rich somewhere else, please. Yep. All right. <sighs> yeah. Do we we have no banter right now? We have we have zero well, zero banter. I feel like yeah. we're in a weird situation where all the things <laughs> that we could talk about are things that ridiculously date the podcast. Mm. <laughs> Well, Corey, we we could because I don't know. I, granted, this will still kind of date the podcast. We could just talk about our children. Hmm. Well, I mean, I mean, my daughter has the flu this week. Oh, so, wonderful! That yeah, jeez. She came down with it on Sunday, and we we skipped a week last week, but we got we got some in the chamber, you know. But mm. we skipped last week because I my work has been absolutely ridiculous and then this week my daughter came down with the flu on sunday and she got a fever like she had a cold for honestly like two weeks she had a cold and went back to back with another cold and then on sunday she spiked a fever of like a 101 like a little over a 101 and Mm. she has a history of ear infections and i do too so i was like we should take you somewhere so we went to like the emergency uh yukon clinic in farmington and uh, the guy, like, listens to her chest. And he's like, ah, oh, her chest? She's like, her lungs sound great. He's like, her ears look good. Her throat looks good. And, like, checks her all out. And he's like, yeah, he's like, she looks fine. Um, problem is, like, rewind 15 minutes when we showed up. Like, she was, like, largely okay besides the fever and, like, a little bit of a cough. But we show up in the, the waiting room and we have to wear masks. And... We check in, and I'm like, hey, let's go sit down over here. And she goes, no, I don't want to. And I'm like, what do you mean? 
And then she just vomits right in her mask. <laughs> oh god! And like, I should have, I should have. I'm telling this story like a little bit out of order because I totally forgot about that until I started talking about the doctor thing. So, because mm. this is almost a week ago at this point, and mm-hmm. and uh, so like she's wearing one of those like she had like a KN95. It's kind of like the cone shaped mask that like. They're so kind of, caught it perfectly. Yeah, so she leaned forward, <laughs> and I heard the noise. And because I've just been through this so many times, like she's had the stomach bug at this. Like, this was not the stomach bug, but she's had the stomach bug. Being four and a half years old, she's had it probably like six times in the past wow. three years. Yeah, mm. she had it three times in one year, it, three times in like two months. So it was ridiculous. Is she eating out of the garbage? No. Switch daycares. When you when you have the stomach bug as a child, you can apparently like relapse up to seven days after and basically have it again. Uh, so ugh. one of those times was like she had it and then six days later had it again. And it's because it never fully left her system. So yeah, yeah. that sucks. So anyway, so she like goes to yak and leans forward. And I like, Kind of like grab her back, bend her down further, grab the mask, take it off of one ear, take it off of the other ear, let her puke into it. And there's like another, the only other person in the waiting room is a lady with her child who's like (laughs) probably like between one and two. Like they still have a pacifier, but they're not in a car carrier. So maybe they're like Mm. two. And she's at the front desk and I yelled the front desk lady. I was like, hey, where's your bathroom? Nobody heard me. And I was like, my daughter's puking. Where's your bathroom, please? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was just like very blunt and then everybody looked at me and she was like ah, ah, it's uh, uh, around the corner <laughs> like and like she like panicked because like you know so then like mm. so I got my like she stopped puking and like ran out of that the waiting room and I was like this way this way everything's gonna be fine don't you worry about it just go to the bathroom blah 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 we get to the bathroom I open it up and she immediately goes to walk to the toilet to throw up in the toilet. And I was like, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, sink, sink right here. And it was, yeah. it was like, luckily she's tall. It's perfect height. She could just tip her chin like right over the edge of the sink. And I just throw her mask in the garbage. And she throws up a couple times in the sink. In between, I'm just like wiping her face off with wet paper towels. We're in there for like five minutes max. And then I was like, okay, how do you feel? And she's like, oh, I feel pretty good now. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that's usually <laughs> that's, all out. Yeah, that's usually how it happens, right? So we both wash our hands. And then uh, <laughs> there's a, there was a, there was a dookie still left in the toilet. And I, uh, I, what? I, yeah, from somebody else, I complimentary tried to flush that dookie down. And the toilet, oh, no. the thing is, it was not a large dookie. It was a small one. There was just a, there was just like a little golf ball nug in there. And I flushed the toilet. <laughs> And, and you know what? To my surprise, it didn't go down. So I don't know how long that dookie wow. I don't know. That could be a dookie-shaped toilet freshener, for all I know. Um, but, yeah. So then we went back to the waiting room. At that point, we get back to the waiting room, and I go to the receptionist. And I'm like, do you have an extra mask for my daughter? Because she vomited in hers. And she goes, oh, yeah, here you go. She goes, I'm going to get you into a room right now, okay? And I was like, yeah. thanks. Great. Nice. So um, so That's we get into the... get, get well, some fast service there. Yeah, mm. right? The thing is, they weren't that busy anyway. Like, they, it, was, it was really dead. And we actually booked an appointment online ahead of time and everything. So 
So anyway, we, we get in the room and then a nurse comes in, talking about whatever. And this is like a great parenting moment is that when we, I'm going to rewind again. Before we went into the place, like we both had coats on and it was a rainy day on Sunday and it was chilly, but not super cold. It was probably like fifties. Um, I say not super cold, like fifties for somebody that lives in Connecticut, like especially yeah, me, a warm. larger guy. That's I'm a like, nice day. That's warm. I'm yeah. like shortly. I'm like debating wearing shorts. Depending on well, how I long wear, I have to be outside. I wear shorts mm. even if it's like negative That's true. weather out. That's true. So there you go. I don't own pants. So <laughs> so <laughs> I I did that for like five years where I only own I only owned pants. I did I also did that shorts? for a couple of years where I only own shorts. No, I've done both. Oh. I've done both of those things. Just because I'm lazy at buying clothing, because I generally, my pants and my shorts are different brands, so they fit differently. So I actually have to like try them on to figure out. And if I wear them out too much and then have none left and then have to buy mm. potentially a different brand, I don't know what to get. So I get lazy and I'm like, well, I just get, I'm just buying more pants, I guess. So regardless, when we went to go into the doctor's office, this is the second flashback of my story. Um, we're, we're in the car and I had the heat going cause it was kind of cold and whatever. We're both wearing coats. When I got out of the car, I take my coat off. I'm like, Oh, I'm warm. And she's like, I'm warm too. Can I take my coat off? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. We're, we're parked like, you know, 20 feet from the door. Take your coat off, mm. leave it inside. So anyway, flash, flash forward to, we're sitting in the doctor's office and she's talking to the nurse and the nurse is like, Oh, you don't feel good. I heard you threw up. Like, and I'm giving her the the rundown of the the colds you know she just spiked a fever today she has a history of ear infections so i'm just kind of worried about that when i want to get her checked out and make sure she doesn't have like a respiratory infection or anything and my daughter's just like i'm cold <laughs> and the nurse is like oh you're cold she's like yeah do you have a blanket <laughs> and the nurse is like i yeah i can get you like a sheet or a blanket and i'm like we, I'm, I'm like, I brought her a coat. We left it in the car. I swear to God, I put a coat on my child. <laughs> I swear, we were both wearing coats, but the heat was on in the car, and I took them off and left them in the car. And so anyway, the nurse leaves and gets her a sheet. I would have just said she puked on the coat. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no, she puked on it. We threw it away. Coats are disposable. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. So anyway, doctor checks her out and like, you know, he's like, everything seems fine other than like, she's, you know, and like, it's like typical cold syndrome symptoms. He's like, she doesn't have any like deep lung congestion, whatever, like no ear infection, no like stuff in the throat. Like he's like, he goes, um, you know, what we could do though. He's like, you know, um, we could do a flu test and, you know, just rule that out. Because just you know, for funsies. Yeah, well he was like, you sure. know, run up the bill a little bit. Yeah. Well that's what Why I not? was thinking. I was about to turn it down. I was about to be like, nah, like whatever. Yeah, and he was deprive like, your child of medical care. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, she didn't like she threw up, but even after That'd be a that, great she, look for the for the parent that uh, <laughs> oh, I know already left didn't the coat. The, uh, yeah. You know, my yelled at the receptionist. Threw up in the waiting room, yelled at the receptionist, didn't bring a coat in. Yeah. I was, left the dookie in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's gonna get blamed on me. They're gonna be like, that kid dookied in the toilet after she threw up. He's like <laughs> They didn't even flush. So, um, so I was like, yeah, fine. Like that's, that's fine. Like, yeah, do it. And like, 
And then, so he's like, yeah, it takes like 15 minutes to get the results. And they, they come in, they swap. So they, my daughter's gotten a couple COVID, like a home COVID test, not like the um, ones out where they like stick it way back. The home COVID test, you actually don't, you just have to put it in there and like swirl it around a bunch. You don't have to go like way deep in there. And um, <laughs> yeah, if you didn't know that. Your nose. Your so nose regardless, nose. you still swab your nose. Jesus. It's not comfortable. Um but the nurse comes in and swabs both of her nostrils with like one one of those you know cotton swabs, and uh, and I I told her I was like oh yeah it's just like the other test like we did you know yesterday because we were like we were, let's make sure you don't have COVID, and um, she does it and the nurse goes okay I'll be back in like 10, 15 minutes and or the doctor will be back in 10, 15 minutes to tell you the results and she leaves and my daughter goes, Daddy, that was. The worst snow swab ever. Or nose swab. Sorry, not snow swab. Snow swab. I thought kept going, so I thought my recording like fucked up no. or something. I was like, he must have said it nose was, swab. It was, she was just like, Daddy, that was the worst <laughs> nose swab ever. Oh, and you could have you could have just blamed it on your daughter. You just repeating her. I yeah, could have. I could have. Yeah. Now we know it too. The problem is I yeah. messed up, I messed up swab and nose and called it snow swab. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you know. So anyway, me and her me and her had a good laugh about that because she's being dramatic about it, but not like really upset. And then eventually the doctor comes back and he goes, "Yeah, so she has the flu," and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> what? This this child right here that is happy that is watching Encanto on my phone at the moment. <laughs> this this kid right here. I get it that she threw up like thirty minutes ago at this point, but like that was literally so that was the only time she threw up. She spiked a fever Sunday, she spiked a fever like Monday afternoon and Tuesday afternoon. But like largely other than that, she's like she has a cough. And that's basically granted. She did get her flu shot a couple months back. So, you know, that they say that, like, if you get that, then your symptoms are lessened potentially. So yeah. maybe that's, mm. you know, kind of saving her too. But it's one of those things where I'm like, hot damn. Like, we're getting off pretty easy. Unfortunately, she's still technically, once you have the flu, you're contagious for like a week. So she basically just couldn't go to daycare all week. And work has been a total fucking shit show for me because it's literally been probably the busiest I've ever been along with last week, except I had both of my children home this week mm. on top of it. Mm. So Fun. most nights I like, basically I worked Sunday night. I worked Monday night. I worked Wednesday night, like on top of working like a 10 hour day. Cause I'm trying to work and manage children. So it's like, on and off working for 10 hours just so that way I can work like six to eight hours and then still trying to catch up at night. Cause I have way too much work to do. So that's why when I texted you guys earlier, it was like five o'clock and I was like, you know what? I haven't watched the episode yet, but I think I have time. Let's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, sorry. After, after bogarting all the attention, <laughs> mm -hmm. we're watching something. No, we watched. We watched something already. I'm lying. We already watched it. It's past downs. Should we save him? Yeah. Yeah. You should save me. <laughs> <sighs>
zen moment. What's up, internet? Welcome to Cartoon Commentary, a podcast where three Sith Lords in their 30s talk about old, new, evil, insidious, sometimes weird cartoons. I'm Darth Zamia. I'm Tom Glupshido O'Connell. Well, I'm... I'm Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I'm... Hey. I wasn't. I wasn't ready nope. for the heat. I wasn't. I wasn't ready for the. I wasn't ready for the hate and the fear that I need to strike into the souls of our listeners. All right. Now that I've ruined my voice, uh, <laughs> we're talking about Star Wars, the Clone Wars, and I believe this was the very last episode of the series. Yeah. I didn't realize that until I went to look for it on Disney Plus, <laughs> and I especially didn't realize it was part of, or it was in the season of the one that they just released. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so are they making a season eight? No. no that was I mean, the end. You clicked on it, it said the final season. That's pretty final. Yeah. Well, I didn't pay like, attention to What happens part. after this? That's, okay, so let's talk about that at the end of this, but like, <laughs> yeah. that's... This is going to weigh into my rating. <laughs> Tom, I'm looking at you. What? I, I, I thought, I figured after all the episodes we've already recorded, we've never done a finale. We always do the first episodes. Yeah, uh, first or like some random middle episode. This was, yeah. a, this was a good episode. And, and that's, that's the thing. I, I watched this and I loved it. And uh, because I, the, the characters that are involved in this story... I, I fell in love with from watching the Clone Wars, uh, and then later on Rebels because they're they're all in Rebels as well. Uh, yeah. So I I saw this not too long ago, and I was just like, gosh, I would like to make this one of our episodes to watch just because it it was I thought it was a really cool episode. So Are you sure this that... episode this episode fucking brought it. Yeah, didn't it? <laughs> like I felt. Uh, like from the very beginning, like how fucking important this shit was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was it. It's wonderful because it, it it was great to see. Uh, well, I guess we. I suppose we should start uh, going into it, shouldn't we? Yeah. Um. Let's see. So, what do we do? We say what episode it was. It was the the final. It's the well, last it's the... episode. I don't remember what the name of it was. Uh, it's uh, Victory and Death. Uh, last episode, uh, it's Season 7, Episode 12, uh, Victory and Death, uh, The Clone Wars. Uh, it was, it's the one that was released um, back in 2020, I believe, uh, on Disney+. Plus. Uh, let's see, it's the continuation of the actual series. Uh, so, a little history. Uh, the Clone Wars, what did it come out, I think, in 2008 uh, on Cartoon Network? Ran for five seasons. Uh, then they, they, I guess it got non renewed. They didn't just like properly end it, it just kind of 
stopped. So then Netflix picked it up, and that was supposed the sixth was supposed to be the final season at Netflix. Uh, but even then, you know, they, they did the sixth season, but there were still a lot of stories left that they wanted to tell, uh, particularly by Dave Filoni, who, uh, you know, a writer, uh, you know, executive producer, and, and right now him and John Favreau are really like the leading creative uh, forces behind all the new Star Wars programs with Disney Plus, like The Mandalorian, um, uh, oh, oh, The Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, which is coming out later this year, I believe. Um, and they they were involved with some of the, the Kenobi Obi-Wan. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, and I, I think they're great. I, I John Favreau and, and Dave Filoni, I think, are great. And they're doing great stuff for Star Wars. And, um, you know, and Dave Filoni uh, originally worked with George Lucas on the Clone Wars way back in the day. And he's been... He's been the guy behind all the animated series ever since. So basically when George stepped down a while back, he took charge. Uh, and now George is back working with them. Um, I was going to say, because at the end of this episode, it did say created by George Lucas. And I didn't know if he was actually involved in this particular season or if there's just something in the contract where they're like, well, Anything he Star made... Wars has to mention him. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, like well, yeah. he made the original, so we're still going to give him credit right now. Like, Well, I think it's it's a little bit of both. I, I think they do, they did still consult him on things because, uh, you know, he, he was part of the, the people that created Ahsoka, the the. I'd say one of the main characters of this episode. So here, I'll just start right now. Uh, so this episode basically follows uh, the events. Uh, oh, yeah. After... Um, first, 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 first. Yeah. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Yes. This is literally the last episode of a cartoon series that, based on this last episode, you should probably watch the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, nothing in here happens is something that would be surprising to anybody that actually knows Star Wars. Right. Um, so with that said, and thank you for announcing spoilers, because not only are we spoiling this episode, but I'll probably pull things from a lot of different series, like uh, you know, uh, Star Wars Rebels, uh, even the Bad Batch, because I think chronologically... After, Bad Batch happens after this. Right after this, and then after Bad Batch would be Rebels... Uh, and then I, I forgot what what's in in the works right now for the next one, but yeah, we might we might at some point tie it into Fast and the Furious too. So spoilers there. Uh, <laughs> just just honestly, so that's spoil- Tokyo Drift. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> oh no, that's uh, the third God, one. That's hey, the third one. Hey, spoilers, spoilers. Um, oh man, you do it for the family, Corey. I just always oh, think no. of like the Tokyo Drift theme song. I thought that was Mission Impossible that you were just singing. Oh, no, I just can't do it. So I I guess you only got those three notes. Well, I was about to say that Tom Cruise spoils everything. So he does. Fuck that guy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, there goes Tom Cruise. He's never going to listen to our podcast. I know. I think that's our first. I think that's one of our first double backs on a particular actor. (laughs) I mean, he deserves it. Yeah. There you go. Fuck that guy. Yeah. All right, so uh, getting back to the episode. Uh, okay, so this this takes place. Uh, well, the episode before this actually is when Order sixty six uh, is issued, 
but we're seeing it from the first time from the perspective of Ahsoka, uh, Commander Rex, uh, and Darth Maul. Or really, at this time, he's just Maul. Uh, he's no longer Darth Maul, he's just Maul. Um, you know, back from the movies, we, we saw it from the perspective of, you know, Anakin and Obi-Wan, and, and we saw Yoda and, and, you know, the main people from the movies, but we've, you know, haven't seen it from the perspective of, uh, you know, these Clone Wars characters. Uh, so anyhow, basically, uh, Order 66 went into effect in the previous episode. I, I'll just give you a little setup because uh, th there's no recap when we start this episode. You just jump right into it. So um, what had happened was Order 66 starts. Uh, all the clones, you know, get the, the, the chip in their head, triggers the event, and, you know, they immediately turn on Ahsoka, who's on this command uh, deck of this uh, destroyer. I think it, that's a... Is it called a Star Destroyer? Your Destroyer? Star uh, Destroyer, yes. Yeah, okay. But this would be a, a Republic Star Destroyer, not an Imperial Star Destroyer. Well, I feel like... The thing is, once Order 66 triggers, I feel like that's like the turning point mm. between Republic and Empire. Yeah. Because even... Like, what was his name? Jesse? Yes. His helmet yep, had the Imperial symbol on it. Oh, And, like, yeah. right after Order 66 is when you start seeing the plain white and black mm -hmm. stormtroopers. You never get the colorful ones anymore from the clone troopers. Yeah. Um, and, like, e even, like, all the uniforms for uh, deck officers on the Star Destroyers change to more of an Imperial thing mm. rather than Republic. So I right. feel like this is, like, the main turning point of, like, what we know from the original trilogy yeah, compared to what the Republic had yeah. in the prequels. Makes sense. Uh, yeah, so um, basically they're on the command deck, uh, the order's given, and all the clones turn on Ahsoka. This, this as I said, is the episode before, just setting things up. Uh, she manages to stun Rex... Uh, and escape with him uh, and get him to, to the med bay uh, at one point. Uh, and, and she's able to have that chip in his brain removed. That's why Rex is the only clone in this episode that's still on her side and, and fighting mm. alongside her. Uh, also in the previous episode, um, the whole reason she's on this ship uh, keep in mind, Ahsoka at this point is no longer a Jedi. She left the Jedi Order uh, sometime earlier uh, after the events of, I think, Season 6 uh, of the Clone Wars. Uh, anyhow, she left the Order, so she's technically not a Jedi, but they all turn against her. Um, but what she was doing on that ship was she was sort of uh, doing a favor for Anakin and Obi-Wan. Uh, she went to Mandalore to go stop Darth Maul, who... Uh, at the time was, I think, the leader of Mandalore. She's able to subdue him. They capture him. He's on a uh, prisoner on the ship. And she decides, well, you know, the, the something really wrong is happening. All the clones are attacking and trying to kill the Jedi. She needs to get off this ship. And her best chance of surviving is just to release Maul and let him be a distraction. So yeah. she, she gets to the prison, releases him. And Maul even thinks... And for, at first, that she wants to team up, and she's like, he goes, okay, we need to go steal a ship, and then we're going to go kill Darth Sidious. Uh, 
and she's just like, uh, no, I'm not doing anything with you. You're just my distraction. You're my ticket out of here. Go do whatever you want, but I don't give a crap about you, she says pretty much. <laughs> uh, so that's why, okay, we cut to the beginning of this episode. We're in the med bay. Rex just had his chip removed, and you see the doors are being cut open by the other clones who have determined that's where they were hiding. Um, you know, at this point, you know, Ahsoka uh, and Rex decide, you know, they're going to fight their way out, but they don't want to hurt Rex's brothers because he, he considers the clones his well, brothers. And, and Ahsoka a... doesn't want to hurt anybody. That well, we'll we'll get to it because we'll see. Rex really doesn't want to later. Uh, there's evidence that he doesn't want to. Yeah, um, but he also realizes that they're not going to pull any punches with him. True. Yeah. But now keep in mind, since I think like the age of like 13, Ahsoka has been fighting in the Clone Wars and fighting alongside all these yeah. men. Uh, you know, they're her friends. You know, Jesse is her friend. You know, uh, Rex is her friend, and you can see how those chips really control the actions of the clones, because these people that she's fought alongside for, like, what, eight years? All of a sudden, they just instantly turn on her, no questions asked, they want to kill her. Um, so, yeah, at this point, she, she tells Rex to set his, uh, you know, pistols to stun, and she, she'll, she basically takes over the role of defense, where she's... Uh, you know, deflecting all the blaster bolts from the clones with her lightsabers while Rex is on offense and, you know, stunning them all with his... Uh... So, so I gotta ask, <clears throat> because when he fires, and obviously nobody else's guns are on stun, so they're all shooting blaster bolts, and they're in straight lines. And when mm -hmm. he fires, it's like a circle. Yep. Yeah, that's the stun setting. Yeah. Don't you remember A New Hope? New Hope, yeah, they use it on Leia. I didn't actually remember that. That yeah, uh, that's like the, the only difference. the only time in the movies you ever see a blaster set to stun. I believe mm -hmm. it fires in a circle. Yeah, because the whole time that he was shooting people, I was just like, ah, just blue Cheerios, blue Cheerios. For you. <laughs> I have a blue Cheerio for you, and I have a blue Cheerio for you. Hey, here's a hemorrhoid donut, sir. Oh, God. <laughs> It was just, it, to me, that was like, it was just comical because it seemed like, and now that you say that was in the original trilogy, I, I totally believe you, but it, <laughs> and I'm glad that they held it true to that, but it seemed like something that was very comical of like a, we need a very apparent way that this is on stun, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I should point out, besides Rex and Ahsoka, there's three astromechs that are... Uh, alongside them joining them one of them is uh ahsoka's personal astromech uh r7 i believe it is uh yeah. one of the other ones is nicknamed cheap which it, it looks the the name looks like cheap but it has like threes in it instead of e's and yeah, and it's actually course. voiced by dave filoni uh you know one of the the writers and producers as i mentioned him before he does the voice of that uh droid <laughs> uh I, I did want to point out, how did you guys, I mean, it, it started right off the bat. You had this just classic, beautiful Star Wars uh, soundtrack. You know, the music just, it, it screamed classic it, Star Wars to me. It felt like we were watching something that should have been on the big screen. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. I, I think the, the soundtrack uh, to the season, especially this episode, really elevates things. It really does make it a feel like a, a much more uh 
bigger production than just a TV and show. It, and that's the hard part is I feel like with, and I haven't seen anything other of this series other than this singular episode, but I feel like mm. every, uh, especially, well, going back to the original three Star Wars movies, but even every other one, all of the, um, all of the soundtracks, it, it's like you need this very like, um, energizing, orchestrated, complex musical like accompaniments to to make it feel mm. very like climactic and grandiose and whatever. And mm. I'm like, they they had seven seasons of this. Did they do that? Like, did they? Uh. I I remember them having yeah there's a lot of it but this episode in particular it just nails it like they they nailed it and did it perfectly on this episode other episodes have it but not to the extent this one did. like you can gotcha. tell someone really took their time and and wanted this to be perfect and they really worked the score out uh you know to do it perfectly so good um yeah another yeah, question it, I had um mm -hmm. As someone who's watched the entire series, I've watched maybe a few episodes of the first season mm -hmm. and this episode. Mm. Uh, I understand there's many years in between. Yeah. I feel like the animation in this was mm -hmm. at, like, a next level quality. Oh, yeah. That maybe the first few seasons of this show probably weren't close to. If I'm oh, I agree. Correctly. Yes, okay. yes, exactly. Yeah, the first couple seasons are are rough. The animation is very, seems dated at this point. The CGI. Um, I mean, keep in mind if the first season uh, was produced what like 12, 13 years prior yeah. to the final season, you could see they've come a long way uh, with the animation quality. Uh, this, I, I I think it was very crisp, beautiful, just. Like you said, it was a whole nother level compared to the first season. Yeah, like yeah. this this had me wishing this this was like one of those episodes like my wife specifically doesn't really like watching cartoons or anything animated. Mm-hmm. Unless it's like a Pixar movie for a kid, something like that. Mm. And every once in a while we'll come across like something that's just like I think it gets a little it moves the 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 dial a little bit closer when mm -hmm. you have like this level of animation. Yeah. Um, where it's like, she would probably watch this. Now, mm. if you had to go back to the beginning and get through like the first five seasons where the animation <laughs> wasn't as good, maybe right. not. Right. But this, this alone looked absolutely amazing. Yeah. So, I, I couldn't agree more. So the next Star Wars CGI animated TV show they come out with, because mm -hmm. you know they're going to do it again, she'll watch. Well, I mean, probably not. But, <laughs> <laughs> but there's always hope. Well, yeah. well, the thing is, like, there's some instances, I feel, where maybe they should do a story animated like this. Like, mm. for instance... If you had to, if you wanted to go and like do something with Luke Skywalker, instead of doing the mm. all that CGI that you're working on, that mm. probably costs a lot of money for 
like the Mandal or not the man yeah the Mandalorian and Bo- yeah. Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Like maybe just do the whole thing as a cartoon like this. Like I don't know mm. like cost you know which right. one is more cost effective, but like if you're if your episodes of the Clone Wars final season looks this good. Yeah. Maybe you don't have to have it be a live action show. True. True. I mean, um, and have that awkward, like sometimes weird uncanny Valley thing where you have someone who has obviously aged out of the role. Mm. Try, you know, then they're doing it with CG. Like look at rogue one. That's probably the most egregious one. Right. Um, with grand Moff Tarkin, like at the Mm -hmm. time, like when it came out, I was just like, "That's impressive," but when you actually like watch it yeah. again and then watch it again and then you like yeah. are really paying attention, you're just like, ah, "That's not aging well," you know. Like, there's a lot of stuff yep. in CGI with stuff from the '90s, early 2000s that like you look at mm. and you're just like, "Ooh, yeah," mm. like it doesn't stand the test of time. Right. It's right. like it's like look in some cases it's like looking at PS1 N64 graphics <laughs> nowadays. Yeah. Like back then, back then we thought it was good. But now it's just like Jesus Christ, what were we thinking? Well, it's kind of like yeah. when we look at the the movie Sharknado. I've never looked at that movie thing before. <laughs> well, me either. If you've if you've seen Sharknado, listeners back me up on this. The first time you see Sharknado, it is fantastic. And you're like, man, how did they get all of those definitely real sharks in that <laughs> NATO? <laughs> and then you watch it the second and third time and you go, wait a fucking second. I don't think this is a documentary at all. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's right. It's all fake. Yep. Fake news. So um, we, we cut back to... Uh the show and Rex's com, uh, his communication, his risk communication thing, uh, calls out and says something like, uh, Maul's escaped to which Ahsoka points out that he hasn't, she released him. Uh, and we, we cut to Maul. Isn't that like releasing (laughs) Hannibal Lecter being like, nah, he's just a distraction. Don't, don't worry. Okay. Did you did you watch the previous episode? Because he looks no. like you know Hannibal Lecter. You know how Hannibal Lecter with the, with the mask on oh, when the they had him in the straitjacket. The straitjacket on like a um, yeah. Uh, uh, what do you call that thing? The, like the little lift cart, like the yeah, the little dolly, hand the, yeah, the, yeah, hand truck, yeah, hand, yeah, hand truck. truck, yeah, um, yeah. That's what Maul basically looks like when Ahsoka breaks him out. <laughs> uh, but uh, the the cool thing is, so we cut to Maul, right? And he's also listening to the same communication going on. And you see he's wearing a wrist communicator. Uh, What you didn't see in this episode, uh, which took place in the previous episode, when he first escaped, he was just like slaughtering the clones using the force. He was like ripping panels out and using panels as shields and and spinning the pant these metal panels really fast and whipping them and beheading the guys. He's just absolutely de- devastating them. And all of a sudden, you know, the clones start to retreat and they run through a blast door and the blast door starts shutting and Maul reaches out with the force, 
grabs one of the clone's arms and pulls it through the blast doors it's shutting and he literally has the he he has the doors chop off the clone's arm and that's where he gets the communicator the risk communicator from fucking brutal it is it is and it's amazing uh at the same time because like i didn't expect that level of brutality to be shown on disney plus so i was kind of impressed that they had that kind (laughs) of brutality so so let's let's do a comparison okay Mm -hmm. is that brutality I don't know when to say better or worse, uh, <laughs> but more brutal or less brutal than Anakin in the scene where he shows up at the Jedi Temple with all the Jedi children, and then they don't show him killing them. Well, yeah, that's the thing. You just see his lightsaber light up, and you know it's implied that he slaughters them, and that's bad. But well, with and this, afterwards, you... they're like, he slaughtered them. <laughs> Yeah. yeah i mean it, but, they imply it but then they're just like yeah 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 i i mean i would say that is of the two situations that was far worse you know for it to happen but as far as watching it goes it i think it looks a little worse because they show more you just see the the clone he gets pulled you see his arm getting pulled another clone grabs his other arm and tries you know fighting back pulling him away from the blast door but they just can't stop it maul's too strong and you just see the door as it's closing right on the arm uh, and you hear him yell and it's like oh so i get it i get it now you know why disney <laughs> was okay with it why they were clones <laughs> it's a theory it's a hypothesis I... that's the most violent thing i've seen on disney <laughs> well you might not might not want to click on the punisher yeah oh no yeah i've seen the punisher but that was acquired by disney that wasn't it's still on disney plus now but it mm-hmm. was but it was made prior to being owned by disney well mm. disney had to deal with netflix they they allowed them, but they were still part of it, right? That's why Disney ended up getting the show back after so it's many very years. Oh, I gotta say, actually, probably like a month ago, I got an email from Disney saying I need to update my settings to allow like mature content on like what profiles, and I was like, ah. "Fucking all of them! Give me that <laughs> shit! Come on, Disney, ah. come on, let's go!" <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then, and then I was like. Oh, you just mean like the Marvel and DC <laughs> stuff that you... Ha- okay, alright, alright. That's fine. Jesus. Okay, Disney. I thought you no were coming out with... Princess titties for you. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going that route, but... Mm-hmm. I mean... I don't know what man you're trying dream. to go then. A man can yeah. dream. <laughs> I, I, I have more questions now than I began with. <laughs> Well, it was just one of those things where, like, when Disney's in, like, I literally had to check who it was from because it was like, Disney wants to know if you want to allow mature content on your like Disney profiles, and I was like, is this a real email? Like, what's what's happening right now? Like, what what movie? Like, did Disney did Disney come out with the next Game of Thrones? Like, are you just gonna have like? boobs and dicks in every episode of some new series like wizards, uh, wait, wizards wait. It, of waving my dick place like so <laughs> hold on hold on i i gotta ask if, if you're concerned that disney was gonna do that why did you make sure all the the different profiles had the adult settings uh allowed so your daughter could see all that 
well, she uses the profile that I use, and I control the TV when she's watching it. So uh, she doesn't. So she doesn't use the remote. So you'll have to put the Disney porn on for her. Yes. Yeah. And then we'll call that anatomy class, apparently, because oh, that'll be Disney. <laughs> hey. Don't but, judge me. Yeah. It's Disney. Um, They're the problem. I mean, DCF probably will. Oh, yeah. Sure. Uh, so, let's see. Where were we? We, we? we were on Mall. He was looking, uh, or he was listening to the communicator. He hears uh, Ahsoka Tano's escaped. Uh, and then we, we follow him around as he proceeds to just massacre all the clones in his path using the Force. Because uh, at this point, his lightsabers have been taken... Uh, his lightsaber had been taken away from him so but he's, he's got no weapons he doesn't fucking need one obviously no like, he's fucking powerful he's force choking clones he's throwing them from ledges uh he he while they're using their blasters he uses the force to redirect their aim and shoot at each other i mean he just is wiping them clean uh and as he makes his way to the reactor room and uh, while he's there, he uses, he reaches out with the force and he grabs onto the reactors and he starts pulling to destroy them. And I just wanted to point out something I realized while watching this. Uh, I, do, do either of you know who voice uh, Maul in the, in the Clone Wars? Or really all uh, animated Maul uh, work is voiced by, uh, um, oh, I can't believe, I, it's Steve uh, Whitwer. I believe it is. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Stam. I can't believe I was spacing him out on his name. Sam Whitwer, uh, he does the voice of Maul, but also, do you have, guys ever play The Force Unleashed? Not much. I think I, I played, have... like, the first, like, 30 to... 30 minutes to an hour. I think I had it on a Gamefly rental once. Okay, well... Um, Sam Witwer voices the the lead character, the one you play as, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and Star Killer, uh, exactly. Uh, so he not only does he voice Star Killer, but he was also was the likeness. So he they modeled him after the actor. Uh, he's a huge Star Wars fan and has done a lot of voice acting. In fact, in the uh, and starting with Rebels, he also voices Palpatine. Uh, when hmm. the actor who does Palpatine doesn't actually do his voice, uh, they would have Sam Witwer do it because he does a pretty good impression. It's it's pretty spot on. Um, so you mean any... Disney's not going to be reaching out to me after the intro of the show? Well, I think they might because you know you're pretty <laughs> spot on too. I was impressed by that. Like that had so such a different energy. I wasn't planning on that, and and the my introductory name was meant to be a joke, but you brought this serious energy, and I was like, oh, I don't feel right now doing a joke after <laughs> Corey brought this, brought brought it. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I just think that if Disney ever creates a character in anything named Keith, <laughs> I have the perfect "I'm Keith" line. So Keith, I'm I'm, I'm Keith. <laughs> you know, just like that, that little did bit you, of doubt, that little bit of doubt you, that I might be wrong about that did statement. You just not have anything, or were you planning to be Darth Xavier? And then I, I was. It up for <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I was. The thing is, is that in true Keith fashion, I didn't think about it until you started doing the intro, and then I was like, oh, okay, all right, we're doing a Darth thing, so like, 
maybe I'll maybe I'll just okay. Darth Maul's obviously the easy pick that went through my head. I was like, all right. Uh, obviously, I could fall back on Darth Vader, but like Corey was like full character. Usually, we are we're mm-hmm. ourselves saying a thing. Corey went full character, and then Tom got tripped up, and then I was like, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know. Like I, I'm Keith. I'm I, I'm I'm Keith. <laughs> like it was it was a question. It was it was just a question because at that yep. point I was like, I am I am not in a character. I was in three characters and then confused. Mm-hmm. Can you fire him? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so Disney, hit me up yes. if you need if you need a confused Keith character. I could do that. I could do yep. that all day. Hello, dear listeners. It's your old pal Tom here. Real quick to ask for your assistance in helping us grow the podcast by leaving us a five star rating on iTunes. Also, if you enjoy the show, or at least Keith hasn't offended you yet, why not share it with your pals and family? <laughs> it's my life. <laughs> yep. So, uh, anyhow, uh, as I was saying, Maul, uh, voiced by Sam Witwer, reaches out, grabs the reactors, and destroys them. He pulls them basically out of place and actually uses them to crush some of the uh, clone troopers who are on a nearby bridge uh and the thing that made me think about uh the force unleashed is in that i think i think it might have been the second one i I can't remember one of them he he basically takes down a star destroyer using the force and then it's just funny because first one oh okay because he i'm remembering it being the first one it might be the second one but like that whole both the games in that series were about like using the force to like ridiculous mm-hmm. degrees that we haven't really seen at that right. point. Like right. It, at that point, it had only been in like some of the books where they went crazy yeah. with the Force. They never did that yeah. on the big screen, really. It'd be like, right. oh, look at Yoda concentrate pretty hard and move an X-Wing when like, you have Maul doing things. Maul, who like canonically, at least before mm. this, wasn't that much of a force push force pull force choke kind of guy there's like martial arts guy yeah he was the flippy you know jumpy yeah like think about like all the like he what opened a door opened like a a shield door yeah maybe closed the shield door in episode one like he didn't do much with it true true but uh, it's still pretty cool, though. I, I, I like the scene. And, oh, totally. You know, and, and it, it helps move the story forward. So he's able to... He takes the reactor offline. He just destroys it, which immediately drops the uh, Star Destroyer out of a uh, hyperdrive. Or, or, um, and, it, it, and when it does, it's, it, it leaves and it... <laughs> it the, what do I want to say? It exits... Is it? it I'm, I'm sorry. Is it hyperspace? Yeah, I keep wanting to say warp drive in my head, and I'm it's speaking. Not Star Trek. Yeah, oh, no. I know, I know. I didn't oh, want to make mix no. those up. I did not want to mix those up. That's a cardinal sin right there. Except I, I like know Star Wars and Star Trek, and I think Me we too. all kind of do. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so Still they let battle it, lines to be drawn here. Yeah. 
So they exit uh, hyperspace and are immediately pulled into the gravitational field of a, a moon that uh, just happens to be there when they exit the, the hyperspace. Uh, so now that Star Destroyer uh, has no reactor, the ship is sort of breaking apart and explosions are happening everywhere and it's caught in this gravitational pull and is starting to crash towards the moon. Um, so... Let's see. Uh, at this point, Rex and Ahsoka have made their way to the hangar, uh, hangar bay, um, sort of this this uh, overlooking room where they're overlooking and they could see the whole hangar bay, uh, and they have to basically devise a plan how to get past any of the station troops that are there uh, in order to get to one of the shuttles to take off. Um, Maul hears the, uh, about the situation uh, at the hangar f with the communication uh, thing he has on his wrist. Uh, so he starts heading towards the uh, hangar bay, as the clones say over the, the communication, that uh, we expect Ahsoka Tana to uh, come to the hangar because this is the only place where you get a ship and get off here. So that's where Maul starts immediately heading. Um, Let's see, so, uh, sorry, I'm flip. I, I, I skipped past some of my notes, but uh, let's see here. Okay, yeah, so all the droids uh, tell, or one of the droids tells Rex that the hyperdrive is offline and has been destroyed. Uh, R7 opens the hangar bay doors, uh, and they can see that the ship is crashing towards the moon and it's a really cool visual and especially with the soundtrack just the 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 score just the music blasting in the background to give you this um this sort of feeling of of you know dread as <laughs> you know they're crashing mm -hmm. um so <clears throat> with that said uh there's only one shuttle left uh but the clones end up rushing into the hangar uh, and they're led by Jesse, who's uh, Rex's like second in command, I believe. Um, so Rex Such suggests a basic ass name. I know. <laughs> um, but uh, this is when Rex and Ahsoka start talking. Rex suggests that they should fight their way through, uh, but Ahsoka doesn't want to hurt them. Uh, Rex starts arguing that you know they they need to fight. Um, and it's the only way they can survive, and that's when Ahsoka removes his helmet to reveal he's crying. He's actually got tears going down his cheeks, because he realized it's them versus his brothers, that he, you know, he feels that he's going to have to kill his brothers to protect his friend Ahsoka. Uh, well, which, also, this goes... He also realizes, like, he, he understands how they are trained, and he understands that they have the chips in their brains, and he understands yeah. that, like, that's, like... These are trained military personnel who are basically going to stop at nothing to kill us. Yeah. Yep. And uh, anyhow, so the helmet's removed. You see that Rex has actually you know, got tears going down his cheeks. Uh, Ahsoka tells him that he's a good soldier, and so are the rest of the clones. Uh, and they might be willing to die, but she isn't willing to kill them. So uh, Rex then asks, like, what's the plan? Just to surrender? We're just going to give up? Um, Ahsoka says no, and she comes up with a plan on the spot. That, uh, or what she says, she a good one, as she thinks. Um, 
So we see Rex and Ahsoka uh, march into the hangar. Uh, Ahsoka seems to be Rex's prisoner. Uh, she's got her hands behind her head, and Rex is, you know, leading her in with the gun. Uh, and Jesse basically says, "Okay, you need to you need to shoot her. You need to follow the the Order 66." Uh, and that's when Rex explains, "Listen, uh, you know." Ahsoka has not been a Jedi for quite some time. She she left the Order. She's not a Jedi. We can't just kill her because it might be a mistake. We need to get this right. Uh, but Jesse is unwilling to accept that. Uh, and eventually he uh, notifies Rex that uh, he's taking command and charging him with treason. Uh, and while this happens, R7 is able to activate the lifts nearby which ends up, uh, those elevator lifts drop, like half of the clones that were in the hangar just drop to the lower level. They just fall down there. Which, um, let's, like, so, let's take a second here. Mm-hmm. Those dropped, like, 50 feet. <laughs> like, they dropped a great distance. Like, mul mm -hmm. multiple floors, and they dropped instantly. And Ahsoka was like, I don't want to kill these guys. <laughs> I just they, want... But they to, weren't dead. I just want to break all their fucking legs. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, when those dropped, I was like, oh, those guys are dead. Sweet. Hold on. <laughs> she didn't want to kill them. She had the droids kill them. And we'll mm -hmm. find out in a second if that was true. But it was one of those <laughs> things where I was just like, oh, man, no. She's just making people do her dirty work. <laughs> yeah well at this point uh ahsoka and rex go back to their their fighting uh combination where she she's basically on defense while rex is stunning everyone uh and during this time you see stone Maul cold stone cold <laughs> <laughs> i i think it's it's honestly it's a good combination she's it's obviously all relying upon her because mm. if she could give him the you know, all the time of the day, he'll eventually stun everyone in the room. That's right. She's deflecting all of the, the blaster bolts. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's working. Um, so at this point we see, uh, let's see, Maul arrives to the hangar and he starts bolting towards the shuttle. Cause he, he ends up seeing the one shuttle that's still left. He beats Ahsoka there. Uh, and while he's running there, you know, they start, uh, interacting with each other or speaking and I just remember um, Maul says something to her like, you wanted this chaos. And he, he ends up force pushing her like uh, over the ledge where one of those lifts dropped it, uh, dropped all the, the clone troopers. He ends up pushing her off that ledge, but she's able to be rescued by, uh, I think it was uh, the droid was uh, the cheap was its name. That's the one Dave Filoni uh, voices. Uh, Cheap shoots its uh, grappling uh, plunger thing over the side of the ledge, and Ahsoka was able to catch it as she was falling. Uh, so uh, Rex is basically covering her as she's climbing back up this grapple uh, grappling line. Uh, Rex is shooting and, and covering her because the troopers down below, which Keith had mentioned earlier, should have broken all their legs. For some reason, they were just unconscious for a minute. <laughs> And they all stand up and say, see Ahsoka hanging up in the air, and they all start shooting at her. <laughs> it was like so, video game logic, where like they all fell down, they took some damage, and they just like 
took a minute to stand back up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, at this point, Ahsoka gets back up top. Maul has already started the, uh, the ship and starts taking off. Uh, Ahsoka reaches out with the Force and grabs a hold of the ship, and she's not letting go. And you see she starts, like, sliding along the floor, so Rex grabs onto her, and he's holding her, trying to stabilize her. Uh, and that's when the clone troopers arrive, and they start shooting, and Rex has to let go and cover Ahsoka. Uh, Ahsoka sees Rex take a blaster bolt, I think, to his shoulder, um, but he's still, he's wearing armor that, was it, the Beskar armor? Is that what it's called? He's wearing I, Mandalorian armor? Oh, no. Uh, what, what's the... Stormtrooper what's, armor? Yeah, but don't they, I'm trying to think, is, there's another type of armor besides the Mandalorian armor that's supposed to reflect the, what, what does Vader wear? What is his suit made out of that, that's supposed to protect him from, uh, blaster bolts? Is it Beskar? I doubt it. I don't know. I, uh, I, I used to know what his, his suit was made out of. I'm spacing right now. I'm pretty sure it's plastic. Um, oh, yeah. That makes sense. Plaster of Paris. Um, yeah. Oh, no, oh. no, no. no. Pa- well, based on, based on how stormtroopers die when they get hit with stuff, um, paper mache. <laughs> well, the point is Obsidian. Rex. Obsid- Rex. Oh, no. No. That's that's what Google says. No. It's made out of obsidian. Damn. That is that is silly because the only thing you'd make out of obsidian would be like weapons because you could shear it to like a razor point. You wouldn't use obsidian to make like obsidian's so brittle. You wouldn't use it to make armor. Have you ever made armor, Keith, out of obsidian? I'm about to fucking try it. But at the same time, given the track record of how it protects stormtroopers when they get shot, (laughs) I'm pretty sure that I'm right in this argument that obsidian is total garbage armor. (laughs) Well, the, the, the main thing is good guys, whatever armor they wear, they could take a few shots, whereas bad guys die instantly. Because Rex, Rex gets shot several times, so <laughs> does Ahsoka. Is, that, is, that is funny. When the, like, a good guy wearing whatever armor can get shot in the shoulder, I'd be like, ah, that stings <laughs> real bad. And then mm. like a, a no-name stormtrooper gets shot in the shoulder, and they just immediately die. Yeah. So stormtrooper well, armor is supposedly made out of uh, plastoid composite armor. That sounds like plastic. Oh, yeah. So huh. cellophane. Well, anyhow, the the armor seems to work okay for Ahsoka and uh, Rex because they're able to get shot a couple times and not die instantly. Uh, Ahsoka and... wasn't even wearing armor. Well, she she was wearing she actually was wearing armor on her shins, and I think she had some wrist guards. She she was basically covering her wrists and her knees, where she ended up getting shot. So 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 it got her armor class <laughs> up to the point where I was, I was gonna say where the shot to her so shoulder didn't do anything. It's a good right. thing that she was up against what uh, middle school soccer kids kicking her <laughs> shins. And, <laughs> 
and risk arts. Yep. I don't know. What is that good for? A punk rock concert. Great. Hey, <laughs> and fighting clone troopers because it go. worked for her. Well, yeah. I mean, she did deflect like a thousand blaster bolts in this episode. So yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so she's still reaching onto the, the ship with the force and she's holding Maul, but she sees Rex get shot and she realizes, you know, they're not going to survive. She can't hold on to him as angry as she is and how she wants, not, doesn't want him to escape with their ship. She has to just let him go and focus on, you know, surviving another way. So she lets him go and Maul, you know, takes off. You see him exit the, the Star Destroyer and then he jumps to hyperspace and that's the rest you see of him from this episode. He he escapes. So at this point, you know, uh, uh, Ahsoka and Rex are surrounded by clone troopers and they're being shot at from all different directions. And then Ahsoka does a really cool move. I, I really, <laughs> I thought this was really cool. She throws her lightsabers down into the ground. So they, they cut into the metal and then uses the force to spin them around in a circle, cutting out the floor, a circular, uh, you know, uh, piece in the floor, which drops her and wrecks down to the lower level. Which, um, there's two things about this. Number one, I want to call this the can opener. Because <laughs> that... That makes sense to me. And number two, could she not like tell Rex what was happening? Because when they drop down, he totally, <laughs> totally, he, he beats yeah. it. Yeah, he just, yep. He, yep. he is caught off guard, wind knocked out, whatever. Like honestly, and they drop far enough once again where he should have fucking broke something, but miraculously those, didn't. That's one of those moments where if you're gonna have like one good solid swear. <laughs> Star Wars. That's where you're just like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you do get a, a sigh from Rex. He gets up and, and he does, you know, verbally sigh like he, out loud. He should have done a Danny Glover like, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was like his attitude at that point. It was just like, yeah. oh fuck it. Like, are you serious? Are you fucking serious <laughs> right now? Like, yeah, you saved me, but I am pissed. Yeah. Um, so, well, he gets up, and Ahsoka's still standing there in a defensive posture, and that's when the, the camera cuts, and you see that they are now on the, the lower level, staring directly at Jesse and the rest of his men that were still down there from before, uh, and the fighting resumes. Uh, at this point, the droids offer one last assist. The droids up top uh, activate the lifts again, taking half the men up to the top level. Uh, so they're able to, to help lower the numbers of uh, troopers down there. But immediately after this happens, uh, some of the clone troopers up top end up, you know, shooting the uh, droids yeah, because there's fucking summary execution for these droids, mm -hmm. some of which were probably like long running characters. That was really yep. kind of fucking yeah. harsh. I mean, yeah. I. And I, I felt that even though I've never watched any part of the series other than this, mm -hmm. and it was just like, oh man, like they mm -hmm. just, ugh. I, I kind of blamed yeah, it, it was brutal. Where I was just like, oh well, like she had this plan where these droids, like seemingly, I understand the plan was that like the droids are going to do this, are going to drop the things down, like whatever, mm. and, like we'll escape. Like the thing is, is that once shit went sideways, those droids were fucked regardless. Even if yeah. they didn't get shot there, mm -hmm. like 
They came out of hyperdrive because she mm-hmm. released Darth Maul, who like <laughs> destroyed hyperdrive. And because of that, they were in the orbit of a moon, so the entire ship was going to crash into a moon anyway. Like, mm. those droids were totally fucked. Like, no matter yeah. what happened from the point of that chain reaction of events, mm-hmm. and nobody technically knew it, but she's at fault. So I think it's kind of like poetic irony that she's like, well, they can die, but not at my hand. It's just like, well, <laughs> let's just, let's just be totally honest here. Yeah. You didn't use your lightsaber on them, but the whole reason why everybody on that ship died is because you let Darth Maul out <laughs> as a distraction and he had the entire ship like exit hyperdrive, which ended yeah. up in a moon orbit and then crashed into a planet and then everybody died. You might as well just have fucking killed everybody. Good job. Well, in fairness, if if Maul didn't do what he did, there was really no way for her and Rex to escape because the then the entire crew, you know, thousands of troopers would be going directly after them. Maul did act as a good distraction and in a way, destroying the hyperdrive is really what ends up saving them. And as we'll see later, uh, sets it up so Rex and Ahsoka can fake their own deaths, basically, uh, and escape pursuit by Vader and the Empire during the uh, Jedi Purge that takes place after Order 66. Yeah, I guess. So, yeah, uh, I, I, guess, mean, but I mean, I it's, it's, it's... Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, and it makes complete sense, but the way it works out story-wise, it it works out to their advantage. And I guess I, I can't see it happening any other way. It had to be this dark, really tragic event in order to, to help them escape. That, hence the name of the episode, Victory and Death. Yeah. Yes, they, they're victorious, but they also you know have to deal with all the death and as well as faking their own um <laughs> i just think but... it's like it's like the whole time she's just creating plausible deniability well i didn't <laughs> kill everybody <laughs> darth maul yeah. took the ship down like yep. it's just one of those things where it was just like um uh, maybe you just realized the whole ship had to be taken down and you're just like well that crazy fucker will do it and then yeah. <laughs> i can just dodge i could deflect blaster bolts this whole time and you know Mm. yeah so ahsoka and rex at this point are uh taking damage you know they're they're taking shots from all the troopers on the lower deck uh while looking for another ship uh after running and searching they're able to find one last one that's still uh ready and flight capable and ready to go uh rex shouts out to Ahsoka to give him a hand, you know, to get over to the ship. She force pushes him and he goes flying through the air and lands on the hood of the ship where he climbs in and starts prepping it for takeoff. Uh, And right as this is happening, uh, you know, Ahsoka gets hit by the blasters again. I think this is when you see her actually get hit in the the knee or the shin. Uh, And we cut to the command tower of the Star Destroyer. Uh, You see the... uh, the clone officers, they're talking about how, you know, they have no control with the engine, you know, the reactors are down, and basically they're, they're saying they're screwed, and all of a sudden the whole tower explodes. And when that happens, the ship starts to list towards the side, which uh, uh, causes Ahsoka to go tumbling in the wrong direction, and uh, 
and uh, basically this is the last, this is it. They have to get off the Star Destroyer because it's starting to explode and break apart as it's entering the atmosphere. And uh, Rex calls out to Ahsoka, you know, get to the ship. Uh, Ahsoka starts running as fast as she can. She jumps and just misses the ship due to the explosions and the way everything's moving around, uh, which then sets up what seems to be a really awesome scene. And I wanted to talk to you guys about this next scene like i could just visualize this being in a video game like i could imagine playing a character like ahsoka and actually doing this as a a, a level in a video game where uh so she's thrown out of the star destroyer and rex uh his ship gets thrown out as well and he's able to to fire it up and he starts driving through he's flying through all the debris as he's trying to chase down and find ahsoka uh, Ahsoka is able to land on some of the debris and you see she starts running on it, you know, and, and you're following behind her. And I just think it's a really cool action sequence. And with the way the camera follows her, I could just imagine playing a video game like this, having a level yeah, where you're doing uncharted. this very thing. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's one of those things. Or, where or like, Black Widow. The yeah. Movie. <laughs> I feel like, mm. I feel like it's. They kind of did that at the end. I feel like uh, it's, it's extra special in the star wars universe because she's like a force user and like we all know like the like the the extra abilities you get with using the force so in in depthly it's almost like a a foresight of like a couple seconds into the future where she's able to like Mm. have this amazing reactionary time to that and like having that knowledge of a Jedi character or a former Jedi character, if it will. But as she's doing all these things, I'm just like, ah, oh, this is so cool because this mm-hmm. is not like in my knowledge and viewership of star Wars, like a scene like this hasn't been done, mm. but it makes sense. It makes sense yeah. that a, an extremely far fetched, like a literally impossible, like number mm-hmm. one, for an average person, not possible. Right. Totally, like, you fell out of that ship, you're dead. Like, but, yep. granted, it's a movie, so it's, you're like, maybe there's a chance. But you're like, if Tom Cruise did it, right? You'd be like, well, Tom Cruise is just Tom Cruise, and the only reason why they're letting him do it is because he's on a wire. I get that he does his own stunts, but... <laughs> whatever it's tom yeah fuck that guy so instead (laughs) it's cgi jedi and you're just like well this makes sense because the jedi Mm -hmm. has these jedi powers and Mm. she's able to like have the the training the reaction speed like the the foresight Mm. and like runs down pieces of the ship and the Mm -hmm. whole time honestly that's like I was into the episode when I hit this scene, I was like, I literally actually like did that thing where when, when you're leaning back when you're sitting and then you like, yeah. you like sit up. I was yep, like, yep. I was watching it on my phone with like earbuds in my ear and I like <laughs> sat up and I was watching it and I was like, okay, this, this cult, what's, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> like it was yep. good. And, and all the, the meanwhile you have the, this amazing music playing in the background that just heighten the experience. Yep. Uh, and you, you see, I think there's like two attempts where Ahsoka tries to, you know, jump and get onto the ship and she's either, she just misses or she gets knocked off. Uh, but eventually, 
uh, with the last attempt, she's able to just get her fingers on and grab on, and Rex is able to pull up, and she's able to get in, uh, and she's rescued. Uh, and then we, we cut to the, the, the moon, uh, where the, the Star Destroyer has crashed, uh, and we see Rex is, seems to be resupplying their, their ship that they were able to escape on. He's just picking up stuff, and he's loading it. And we see Ahsoka in the background. She's overlooking uh, basically these this mass uh, this grave site. Uh, her and Rex uh, dug the graves for all their fallen comrades, including Jesse. Um, you know they they dig these uh, graves and then they put the sticks in and they put the helmets on. Uh, and you see Jesse's helmet on one of the graves. Uh, and while this is happening, uh, you see. There's there's nothing being said. In fact, I think it's like almost eight minutes long where there's no dialogue at all. It's just the classic kind of, you know, Star Wars-like music playing in the background. And, and it's conveying all the emotion you need. Because uh, you see Ahsoka, she lifts her lightsaber up and she looks at it and realizes this is, this is what she has to do. Her life, everything's changed. She needs to go into hiding and she needs to, you know, fake her death. So basically, Rex and her uh, set up two graves. One is supposed to be Rex's, and the other one is hers. Uh, and they stage basically what appears to be their deaths. And she leaves her lightsaber uh, at her grave. So then we cut. You know, there's a time skip. A few... Hold on, hold on. Mm -hmm. One thing they didn't wrap up. What? The whole ship crashed. Everybody died. Who made the graves then? Ahsoka and Rex. They faked their death. So who made oh, the graves? Oh yes, Tom? I see what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, also, okay. Well, I mean, so we had a time. It's not Batman. Yeah. No. Yeah. And not only <laughs> that, but you figure, okay, somebody did these graves, and then they probably died on this moon. Uh, the way I look at it is, okay, uh, we see the time skip. It takes place a few years later uh the moon is now covered in snow uh, a lot of the the, the helmets true. have been least, blown I, off that's and... true at least they didn't get found like four days later right Darth Vader was like wait a fucking minute <laughs> right because because at this point anakin uh you know during the episode when they're they're trying to get off the ship anakin is on mustafar uh fighting obi-wan he's still he's not vader yet he's still well, you know, he's Vader. He's well, he's not. Vader, but he's not mechanical suit Vader. He's yeah. still, you know, intact uh, for the most part until <laughs> losing the high ground. Um, yep. As you do. Yeah. A, vis <laughs> a vasectomy of the limbs, if you will. Exactly. So we do this time skip, and at this point, um, you know, there's snow on the ground. Uh, one of those Imperial shuttles lands. Vader gets off it. You see that the, the clone troopers at this point have been replaced with the, what are they, the um, TK? Uh, or was it just stormtroopers? Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, what else? Oh, you also see those, those uh, probe droids like you see in uh, Empire, yep. you know, in Hoth. And you hear them floating around. And, and anyhow, Vader walks over to the the graves uh where he comes across ahsoka's lightsaber and he bends down picks it up and ignites it and he's he's looking at it and uh, overhead you see a bird fly um cory you have you seen all of the clone wars 
or just a handful of episodes? Uh, no, I've seen. Uh, I've only seen this episode. Oh, okay. All right. So then, you guys don't know the the symbolism with the bird. No. Nope. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll. I won't try to spoil too much, but uh, in like season, uh, what was it like two or three? Um, Obi Wan, Anakin, and Ahsoka get stranded on this planet, which is very strong with the Force, and you basically learn how there are these these beings that are very well connected with the Force, that are very powerful. They're almost deities. Uh, there's the father, the daughter, and the son. The son represents the dark side, the daughter's the light side, and the father is just the neutral Force. Um, the I'm sorry, the, yeah, the father. The daughter, besides being aligned with the light side, has a strong connection with Ahsoka. Uh, during the, the episode and the journey, um, you know, the son makes a strong connection with Anakin, uh, and the daughter makes a strong a connection with Ahsoka, and those birds are strongly connected with the light side of the Force and the daughter. Uh, in fact, I think there's a theory that when the daughter supposedly lost her her mortal body or whatever she entered one of those birds and in rebels as well as there's other series you actually will see those birds around ahsoka uh it tends to follow her um it's like a companion of hers almost so anyhow so i wonder we if see... they had them in the live action stuff i uh, there is a in the the kenobi trailer um, there's a, a scene where, I, you know, Kenobi's fighting somebody, uh, at night in like a city on a rooftop and one of these boxes or something gets busted open and you see birds that look very similar to this bird, you know, go flying. Uh, and I, I've noticed that they, they try to basically put this bird in, uh, at times where there's a light side user that's either near death or has died. Um, cause like Ahsoka... Uh, well, you've seen Rebels, right, Corey? Yeah. Okay, so uh, you I, I don't want to spoil too much, but you remember when Ahsoka fights uh, Vader in Rebels? Yep. Okay, uh, well, when she supposedly dies, well, she does die, actually, uh, you see one of those birds as um... Vader... Well, she died until the world between worlds. <laughs> then... The, the timeline got changed because Ezra re saves her from being killed by Vader. Oh, yeah. I forgot about all that stuff. Yeah. So, anyhow, uh, when Vader kills her, you know, Vader's so... really wounded and he's walking away. And you see one of those birds fly overhead. Did we ever talk? We must have talked about when I was watching Rebels that that was the first time I was, like, ever high on medication. <laughs> Oh, no, I don't remember that. Because <laughs> I was right after surgery, so that's why I had all the time oh, to watch yeah. through all of Rebels. So I was mm -hmm. like, there's like parts of it that I missed from just ah. going into like a hydromorphone uh, coma yeah, in the middle yeah. of it. There's <laughs> like, I was gone for some of that. Mm, mm. Okay, well, anyhow, Ahsoka is connected to this bird, and this bird is connected to the light side of the Force. So, at the end of this episode, you know, Vader uh, lights up Ahsoka's lightsaber. He looks at it, and you can actually see his eyes through his uh, his visor there. Uh, he's looking up in the air, and, and one of those birds flies overhead. Vader's holding a, a blue lightsaber, and you can see his eyes. They're not as 
as uh, you know blatantly Sith-like, you know, with the yellow and the red. Uh, so it's almost to me, it's almost a foreshadowing that there is still good in him, and and yeah. you know, Ahsoka represented you know that goodness in in Anakin. So I I really like that end scene, which it ends immediately. You know, uh, Vader extinguishes the lightsaber and then turns around and starts walking away, and you just see him walking away in the reflection of Jesse's visor. Hmm. So yeah, and uh, yeah, that's the end of the episode. So, yeah, ah. I mean, overall, solid. I liked it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, um, should we uh, do our ratings? Yeah, yeah. How many uh, lightsabers out of 10 would you give this? Um, I guess I will go first. I picked this episode. I love this episode. I think this is like the very best of what the Clone Wars has to offer. And uh, if you like this episode, you should definitely check out the entire series and check out Rebels and and even the Bad Batch after that because I, I started getting into that and it's great too. Um, but this episode is so damn good. Uh, and I love these characters and I love that this episode wasn't about you know the Skywalkers or... Uh, you know, all the the main Star Wars pull, basically. This was about Ahsoka, Rex, and Maul. And it was really cool to see Order 66 from their perspectives. Uh, yeah. So we have that. We also have, uh, the like Corey brought up, the animation is just stellar. It's, it's, you know, leagues ahead of where it was in seasons one through, like, three or four. Um and and then the 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 score is just fantastic. The music, everything just fits perfectly. Uh, I'm gonna. I've never done this, but I'm going to. I I'm gonna give it a ten. Ten out of ten because I loved this episode and it made me want to watch all things Star Wars after watching it. So mm. yeah, I'm giving it ten lightsabers. Oh damn. Mm-hmm. I think that um. I really liked it. The thing is, I haven't, um, I haven't seen any other part of the series. I am a Star Wars fan. I would not say that I'm a Star Wars fanatic because if you go to question me on Star Wars trivia, I will get like maybe, who's Glup Shido. I will, yeah, I will maybe get some obscure things correctly, just just because my brain is weird and remembers randomly obscure things. But at the same time, like I have not read any of the books. Like I've seen the original, the original movies, you know, and then one, two and three. And then, you know, the supplemental after movies, the, the sequels and whatnot. And mm. I played the, um, with, well, Tom, I don't know if you were part of that, but I played the uh, Dungeons and Dragons esque game of Star Wars with Corey and some other mm. people, like I've I've done some proliferary like things with Star Wars, but and I like most things Star Wars. Um, so given that, I I can't give it a ten. I feel like I, I feel like I probably would give it a higher rating if I watched the whole series because then I feel like yeah. if I watched the whole series, I feel like I would have this like ingrained like 
oh man, this series is good. Because I could tell it from the last episode. I can tell this was a good series. But I just don't oh, have yeah. like the feeling of that from it. So I'm going to give it like a eight and a half. Which is like a really good rating. Yeah. And honestly, I'm totally willing to change that if I actually watch the series from beginning to end. Because I feel like if I watched it beginning to end, it would probably end up going to somewhere between a nine and a ten. Yeah. Just based on that last episode and how it all how it all played out. Hmm. So Corey, what did you think? So I was really impressed by this. Um, now, when I first started watching it, I didn't realize that this was the last episode. Yeah, me either. Right, right. Because <laughs> uh, I remember I, I typed in The Clone Wars on Disney+, and when it popped up, I just like clicked on it. I didn't realize that it said the final mm, season. Right. So when I scrolled over to, you know, I was just like, all right, well, he said season whatever, episode 12, click on this, click on that. All right, let's start this. And then I realized, like, halfway through i was just like oh there really can't be anything else after this yeah like because then we're like we're out of the clone wars you know like exactly the clone wars are over after this moment mm -hmm. um because at first when i started watching it i was just like wow how have i slept on this series because it does not look anything like I remember all the advertisements mm. and all the, you know, trailers I saw from back in the day when they first started it back like 10, 20 right. years ago. And I was just like, wow, if it all looks like this, that's amazing. And of course, like some mm. of the character models aren't quite up to, you know, this level in the other right. episodes. Like if yeah. you look at Count Dooku or Yoda, you're just like, what are they doing? Yeah. Here? Yeah. Um, but, like, basing it on this episode, like, I would be hard-pressed to, like, present to anybody an animation and a, a quality that is higher than this. And given that wow. I am a huge Star Wars fan, like, this, you know, is also going to be getting a 10 from me. Wow. This very likely our highest rated episode we've ever done. Yeah. Probably. Other Holy than cow. maybe Bluey. I don't remember how Bluey did. I know I gave Bluey a 10. I gave well, Bluey a pretty high score. Did. Yeah. But the thing is, it didn't get two tens. I'm pretty sure this yeah. is no. going to beat it. Two tens is going to weight it pretty high. It's probably going to be like a 9.33 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's just math off the top of my head. I don't actually know. <laughs> Good enough. Oh, damn, we're gonna have to. Uh, do, 9. Uh, we're, we're gonna have to do another. So we're gonna have to do another <laughs> Bluey episode, is what you're saying? <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Bluey. It's a fucking great show. Yeah, like I. Yeah. I, it, it's a great it'd be show when you have a kid. <laughs> to find, hey, my son, like he went through the phase where every time the theme song would pop on, he'd like start dancing. Yep. <laughs> But after that phase, he, like, stopped paying attention. Like, he completely doesn't, like, care that much about yeah. what's on the TV. He's more about, like, what could I get into? What could I crawl to? Am mm. I going to play with this? You know, kind of thing. Like, he's right. not that into screens right now, which is, in a way, great. 
because you mm. don't want them to be like just wanting to sit in front of the TV and it like allows you to have that momentary uh, time of where you could actually just watch whatever the fuck you want still. Yeah, I feel like this is where the time where like, and granted mm. they say like no screen time before the age of two, but I'm like, yep, this is the time where you normalize it, where it's like, it's not a big deal. The thing yeah. is there, it's not important, get used to it. So that mm-hmm. way, like, and that's ultimately what we did with my daughter, who's four and a half now. And now we're like, please watch this show. I need to do work. And she's like, no, I don't want to watch the TV. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. damn it. Like, okay, yeah. fine. Yeah. We need to, like, and I have to actually set her up with like arts and crafts projects and like construct constructive learning things that she actually like wants to do because we've we've normalized the tv so much that she's like no because it's it's not like it's, it's special not a treat anymore well it's special and it's a treat when she when a new movie comes out and she sees it for the first time and then she wants to watch it like incessantly well, and then she burns herself out on it and then she's that's the thing like, is you no. yeah you guys have that pattern of here's a movie, let's watch it 500 times before you move on. Yeah. Mm. I feel like if it was just like, hey, we're just going to run the gamut of everything that's on Disney that's appropriate for you, which is almost everything. Um, here's all the... And the thing is, they're not going to be that into the older style animation like that we grew up with, like Aladdin, mm. Beauty yes, and the Beast. Yes and no. My daughter has mm. watched the original Beauty and the Beast probably yeah. 15 times. Oh, wow. okay. Like, she's, I just... she got on a, a phase, like, we, I showed it to her once, and because it was, so, I feel like because it was so different than current animation style, she was just like, oh, this is weird. Like... Yeah. And she, like, got intrigued by it. I don't know. Hmm. Well, that's the thing that I don't get, because with my goddaughter, um, like, it went basically Boss Baby the movie from a very young age, Boss Baby the TV show, mm-hmm. onto Coco, mm-hmm. onto another animated movie called Leap, which I think my wife was mostly into more than the kid. <laughs> um, that's like a ballet kind of movie. Oh, I think I saw that. <laughs> it's not bad. I mean, as the thing is, as as a movie, I've probably seen like fifteen times yeah. plus. It's it's mm-hmm. not bad. Yeah, like it doesn't. It's not like a movie that grates on you. Yeah. Um. On to Frozen, Frozen Two. But, like, if you think about all the other movies, like, just if you're looking at Pixar, it's just, like, they have another 20 movies that this kid hasn't seen. Mm. Like, you could put those in rotation kind of thing, where it's just, like, how, like, why do you want to watch Coco again when you could be, like, well, let's watch Toy Story, Toy Story 2, Toy Story 3, Toy Story 4. It is hard, because, like, the thing is, is that... We've so my daughter went through a Toy Story phase, which is actually for us kind of great because when we needed to do work around the house, like cleaning, whatever you know, house projects, we could just be like, okay, like we'll be in the same vicinity as you, but let's put on Toy Story. And then when she got 
like you know she watched that enough toy story 2 and then she watched that enough toy story 3 mm. and then there was the long break and then there was toy story 4 that came out and then we got that for a little bit and she periodically revisits those and wants to watch like one of them in particular but at this point she wants to watch one of them for like a particular scene uh, not the whole thing yeah so like we'll put it action on. carl <laughs> no, Combat, combat, combat Carl. Combat Carl. That's Toy Story of Action Terror. Jackson. Actually, she still, ja- does like, those up. she still does like Toy Story of Terror. She'll request that because that is like a Halloween-esque thing, and Halloween is like one of her favorite holidays. So, mm, um, yeah. but, but the thing is, she'll request Toy Story. We'll put it on. She'll be like really enthralled with it. And then like once she sees like the thing that she wanted to see which is generally within the first checked out of it yeah it's generally within the first half of the movie like leading up to the climax of the movie then she's like okay i'm just gonna do something else so uh, and that's yeah. and like other movies like there's been plenty of other movies that we've shown her on like mm. disney plus netflix whatever that we've put on and like to be honest uh I put on Treasure Planet on Disney Plus, which I had hmm. never seen back in the day. And Corey, I heard Tom, it was really good. Um, watch Treasure Planet. It's I want to. It's not like a. It's not like a, like you know, Star Wars legacy esque like movie. But like, watch Treasure Planet and tell me that's a bad movie. I put that on with hmm. my daughter. We watched it together the whole way through. She was glued to the TV cool. the whole time, right? Oh, really? Nice. It was, it was great. Nice. And then usually she's the kind of kid when she likes something, like the next day she's like, oh, let's watch that thing again. The next day I was like, hey. <laughs> like she Because she's been on that kick of like watching the same thing again. And I was like, hey, do you want to watch Treasure Planet again? She was like, no. And you're like, fuck. And I was like, damn, I really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, but I, but I like that one. <laughs> so, you know, I haven't watched it. I'm going to watch it again. It, Treasure Planet was a cool movie. It was, it was, it's older. I think it's like late 90s. I oh, yeah. Say. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, I've seen it. I've actually, there's a robot in there, right? Yeah. Yeah, I found the toy for that robot a while ago and it was like, Huh. Going on eBay for like a hundred and thirty dollars. Wow! Wow! Yeah, cool. It's it's a cool movie. It's like a nice, like you know, classical, like futuristic Renaissance, uh, futuristic like society. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's it's got a great storyline. It's just like it's a good movie. There's good, bad. There's like mild, mild like fighting violence. Not like you know blood gore anything crazy it's good right. for good for young kids as long as they can handle like conflict mm. like mm-hmm. i don't know anyway cool. we got way off topic from this episode huh <laughs> yes oh, yeah. we did so so anyway a 10 and a 10 and 8.5 and that makes up another number that we're not going to disclose at this time because none of us are scientists yet uh, whoa it's nine 9.5 Keith, according to, I am um, quite literally the the only scientist here. Well, you said that they didn't actually actually give you the diploma yet. <laughs> you dick. Then, you know. Yeah, but the committee said yes. They approved, so the committee says they they called me Doctor O'Connell. So. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yep. 
So <laughs> you just need somebody to call you doctor once, and then it's... That's how it works. <laughs> then you just break out that stone <laughs> tablet in your in your back pocket, and you just carve it right in. And you just go, boom, that's it. I'm a doctor. Hmm. Take off your pants sure. now. That's how it Bend works. over. Because <laughs> that's... That's a whole reason why deep. anybody becomes yep. a doctor. Well, that's yeah, yeah so like Keith's father. Yeah. He he asked me what I was doing once, and I I said, oh, I'm getting my doctorate. Oh, not a not a medical doctor or not a real doctor. He said. <laughs> I was like, oh, and then I realized. So and that's why I guess, he took his wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's that's why Keith has to call you daddy. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I, I call Tom Doctor. Doctor Daddy. Yeah. Daddy Doctor. Because I make him check I'm out your my... Daddy Doctor. I make him check out my butt. <laughs> oh. But now, but now, he is qualified to do it. Yes. Oh. Yep. Before it was just practice. Well, before it was Doctor... Well, before, before it was just a kink. Now it's professional. Before it, was, before it was Daddy Doctor, and now it's just Doctor... <laughs> Oh <laughs> yeah, that made it less weird, right? Oh yeah, no, it's less, less no. weird. <laughs> oh, All right, boy. so we'd like to thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to three guys ramble about cartoons. If you'd like to ramble about our ramblings or what we rambled about, you can join the Cartoon Commentary Podcast group on Facebook. If you have any questions, comments, or corrections for us, you can reach us at cartooncommentarypodcast at gmail.com. And until all are one, I've been Corey. I've been Tom. I'm Keith. <laughs> Come to the dark side. We've got oh, cookies. That was good. I like that Bye. one. That was, that was really good. Right. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Dick. <laughs>